Hello! Welcome to the Sam Squared Show. <laughs> I'm Sam. And hi, I'm Sammy. And uh, this is a podcast for people who like things. People who like things. Welcome huh. back, all of you avid listeners, you beautiful fans out there. Um, hope you're having a good time and a good week. Here we are having a great time. <laughs> the best. The best. Um, so we'll kick this off the same way we always do. Hey, Sammy, what are you putting in your face tonight? Oh, my gosh. Okay, <laughs> I'm putting in one of my favorite beverages, um, Ginger's Revenge. You know I love it. You know mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. We stopped by. We got some growlers. Um, I personally am drinking the Hibiscus Lavender right now. Um, not my number one favorite of theirs, but it is delicious, and I wanted it. Um, I really like their original, but Sam went into Branch Off, and he got one that I was not interested in, so I got one, a growler filled of Something that he's normally not interested in because he's, you know, the, the hibiscus lavender is a little sweeter, a little lower alcohol content. It's a seven, or I'm sorry, 4.7. Um, so, you know, when I get one of these, I know it's probably just going to be me drinking it. So I got a growler of this. He got a growler of what he's about to talk about. And then we got one of the original for us to split later. So, um, yeah, I'm jamming on this. It's delicious. Uh We've definitely had this on the podcast before. I adore Ginger's Revenge. I love the place. Um, they have slushies in the summer, y'all. I mean, come on. It's it's amazing. Yeah, right. slushies are pretty awesome. <laughs> so good. So, Sam, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, boy. So, uh, original is my favorite all time. Um, normally, when we're there, I put some, I guess they call them shrubs or whatever. They're like... Uh, they're not even extracts, some sort of company that makes uh, some flavor blaster stuff that you put into uh, <laughs> into drinks. Um, and normally when, I, when I'm there, I do the original with an extra shot of uh, like spicy ginger stuff. This time, since you can't do the shrubs with the growler, I um, got, which is actually, this is a new flavor, it's Serrano Lime Agave. So it's extra spicy. Um, yeah, it's one of their, um, they do small batch Sundays, so they always do a limited uh, release um on sunday when you go in you're limited to just one growler fill this is one of those i yeah. think we've talked about that on a previous podcast as we well we might have mentioned it i can't remember um I don't, sometimes the details get foggy with these <laughs> previous podcasts just because of the uh the imbibing of <laughs> alcohol because of all the things we drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah and how much we drink of it um but anyway this uh I've had the lime agave before, which uh, wasn't really one of my favorites, but adding this extra spicy serrano pepper stuff to it made it real good. Um, it's not quite the same as, um, you know, like the spice from ginger, which I would definitely prefer over a pepper spice, but um, it's got a little bit of that heat. And um, I say the biggest thing, it smells like a, like a mild jalapeno, which is interesting um, and kind of tastes like it too, I guess, but um i like it i like that that warmth that it gives me i tasted some and immediately knew that it was gonna give me heartburn so i skipped over that oh (laughs) man it might give me heartburn right now who knows we haven't eaten yet so it might be a bad idea to throw peppery junk in my gullet right now (laughs) badoosh 
right, so that's what we're drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, go right into some farm updates, I suppose. Uh, we did a lot of Dahlia work recently. And true, true. Did a little bit of ad- adventurous vegetable gardening for ourselves. You wanna? How many dahlias we got, and what are the varieties? Um, so we direct seeded some out in the field to see how that went. Um, we oh, did three hundred. Before we get into it, update from dahlias from last year. Some of those that we neglected entirely and didn't overwinter properly are coming back and looking good out there. Yeah, looking strong. And not only neglected and didn't overwinter properly, but I also mowed them down mm-hmm. um, earlier. So they're kind of bushy uh, now. I, uh, I think on the last day, like we talked about the or the last podcast, like we talked about the work day and um, how I did some mowing that day. Well, I just mowed right over them. So yeah. um, they still popped right back up. So we're going to say that I pinched them, air <laughs> quotes, um, when I mowed them down. <laughs> yep. But yeah, they're going great. They look awesome. They look like they um, enjoyed the mowing, actually. I've, it looks like they made them bushy. Just like if I had pinched them instead of mowing them. So yeah. we'll see how those turn out. So I'm going to be um, keeping track of the timeline out there. That's what's up with those. Yes. Here's what's up with the new ones. <laughs> I can't remember. Like before we get into this, did on the last one, did we talk about direct seeding the zinnias? Yeah. 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 I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm getting everything confused because now that we're doing like our YouTube channel and doing like the weekly updates and I can't exactly remember what we've talked about on the podcast versus that um if you want a more in-depth uh view of what we're doing on the farm and everything go to our youtube channel um i actually don't really know exactly like what the what you type in but like it's paint fork farm and it's on youtube so i feel like that will get you there um let me see man we are so good at social media and like marketing ourselves right i'm like i don't even know where you type in but we're the anyway. best don't you know it yeah everyone loves us we have so many followers we are just yeah we have killing it we have three mm, loving those three mm. followers um anyway so yeah we we direct seeded some dahlias uh three beds so 300 we direct seeded um when we did that we we did the same on all the other beds. We threw out some clover cover crops to kind of help with weed suppression and and see how that went. Um, I there's some things that are happening now because that was the last Monday that we direct seeded them. So there's some things that are going on over there that could be dahlias or not. Um, it's still a little too early for me to tell with my um, not one not like really trained eyes or anything. Um, I do think that we are definitely getting some germination off of some of them. I don't think that all of them are going. We might have to like fill in some spots, but that's good because we have three beds that are empty. We have seedlings that we started the, on the work day, we started some dahlias from seed and some soil blocks. We bumped them up. Uh, I think it was a week before last that we bumped them up. Maybe it was last week. I don't know. Um, one of those weeks, but we bumped them up and we're supposed to transplant those out into the three beds. So each bed holds a hundred plants. We have 810 ish, uh, seedlings going on the dahlias. So 
obviously we only have space for sure for 300 of those. So even if nothing happens in the germinated or the, I'm sorry, the direct seeded beds, like if nothing germinates in those direct seeded beds, then we have plenty to compensate for that and we'll just direct or we'll just transplant them all out into those beds if we don't get the any growth off of them um if all of those do start growing then um we have a couple different options for where to put the extra transplants we can wait and see if anything dies out or doesn't make it and we can use them as backups we can there's the two beds of nigella that we think um didn't germinate because it got too hot so we could transplant them in there um and if nothing else then uh, you know we have some some kind of like backup spots that we can put them in not optimal but doable you know so you know um all of this again is just so we can try to get as many tubers as we can for the next um future growing seasons because dahlia tubers are expensive so um you know again like i think i think it'll be fine because um it's 600 that we have space for and you know it's all it's all good it'll all work out everything will be fine we'll find spots for them so um yeah so lots of lots of dahlia work we um this week we moved them all you know um some of them probably could be transplanted out this Monday. Um, yeah, some of them probably should. And they, and yeah, and they, they probably should. You know, the ones that are the biggest are the ones we were growing up inside and they haven't been hardened off. Um, the ones that are outside could be transplanted off because they are transplanted out rather because they have been hardened off. But um, it's supposed to start raining, you know, for the next like week. So. We'll hold off on transplanting them out. Um, the other the other part of this that I want to mention is that, you know, like there are farms, flower farms around us and, and everything that, you know, planted out their dahlias months ago and their dahlias are already blooming and, and they're harvesting from them and everything. Um, that's great. <laughs> We're... That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're... Them. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. Uh, you know, they're... It's all different, um, different setups because this is one thing. Like when I've been talking about it, like uh, at work or you know when regulars ask like what we're doing on the farm, and I start talking about dahlias, and they're all like, "Oh, well, dahlias are already blooming a lot," and then, and yeah, dahlias are already blooming. Like I, I get that, I understand. Um, you don't have to tell me what all the other flower farms around here are doing. Like I know and I see, and I, I judge us off of that all the time. But the thing is, is that we. Um, we're not in the positions that they are in. We don't have greenhouses. We don't have hoop houses. We don't have a space to start this stuff as early as they do. We 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 just we're not at the level that they're at right now. We are still very beginning, you know. And um, we're this year. We're not really looking to. I mean, of course, we're going to sell anything that we can and make money off of it. But this year is more about getting it you know like i said the the tubers the the crop for future future years future generations of these flowers and everything so we're we're starting them a little bit later and um, we're getting them in the ground later um but it should be 
we're not we're not playing it risky with these at all like they're gonna go in late we might only get one harvest off of them we're not looking for multiple harvest we're looking just for one to see what we have so we can save the tubers for the next year so anything we sell is great but it's not um it's not it's a it's a different type of mindset you know which is hard to explain to people and then when you try to then they're looking at you like you're a crazy person like why are you doing all of this work and you know but they also don't know that like dahlia tubers are insanely expensive when you're first starting out and you don't have any money to put into all of this and there's this and that and and this again like we've always said this is why we're still working while we're farming you know so um most of the people who are saying stuff like this that you know obviously is is slightly getting under my skin because you know they just they're just like oh well you're like so behind and like oh you don't have anything blooming now and like all judgy (laughs) judgersons like they're just not really aware and i don't have the time to explain to them or honestly like the the want to explain to them either you know like i don't really care like you, you don't get it. You don't. You you. I don't. I don't want to explain it to you. You know. Like we're just. Just trust that. We're like we're. There's all. There's reasons for everything we do. You know. Yeah. Um. So again, like no one who's listening to this podcast probably like is who I'm talking to. But it also feels really nice to be able to say it. Like I understand that dahlias can be blooming by now. You don't have to talk to me like I'm dumb. I get it. I understand. But planting them this late makes sure that we're not going to lose anything to temperatures, to wetness, to anything like that. You know, unless like it's just the the weather just drastically changes or anything like that. So it makes sure that our plan for saving for the future will definitely happen, you know versus like trying to get an early crop and and sell as much as you can which you normally would do as a farmer but again that's why we still work off the farm so we can pay our bills with this other money and we have more leniency on our farm and everything so again not for any of you people but just all the things that you want to say to people when they try to tell you what you're doing is wrong and that you should be doing better than what you're doing. Um, so. Well, next time somebody <laughs> does that to you, just go, hey, Eckhart, think about the future, and then shoot them. <laughs> if only uh, I could. If only I, I could. I love that. You know? It's like one of my favorite, all-time favorite Batman quotes. Right? I mean, it's just... <laughs> It's, it's, it's such a great, it's great way to end somebody <laughs> it is a great way to end somebody and man if i could if i could i would tell all sorts of people things <laughs> little little fun like a side note um so everyone knows that listens to this podcast because we talked about it on a previous uh little episode but you know i am halfway to 70 i'm 35 years old i had the privilege May I even go as far as to say the pleasure of having a 21-year-old explain to me how to read an ID properly, um, which uh, today, which I, I greatly enjoyed that. So what just, a dingus. Just, just in that little vein of uh, so people of telling you <laughs> so proud how to do what you're doing, just really enjoyed that one. I just wanted to be like, really? 
Like you're you you turned twenty one literally two months ago. I'm like I'm thirty five, honey. They even give you an opportunity to like just hand you the ID and immediately tell you. Oh yeah, yeah. and and what's also great is like sometimes I can kind of understand it like when it's an out of state ID, but this was like a North Carolina ID, and I'm just like, really, like oh, I'm like well, you know, thanks. Just bless your heart, you know. <laughs> Some of those, like, southern sayings that, like, I never thought I would use in my life. I just want to just bust out randomly. Just like, oh, bless your heart. Like, oh, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for, for <laughs> explaining to me. I've never even seen an ID before. Who knew? Who mm-hmm. knew? Who knew? <laughs> really? Dahlia's, Dahlia's bloom in June? <laughs> Are you serious? Are you serious? No, oh. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Who knew that a Dahlia could bloom in June? In Zone Seven B, in the Western North Carolina mountains, like tss. I didn't. I just spent three years reading about dahlias. But no, please, what else do you want to tell me about them? <laughs> that they're all the same? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Mm. Anyway. anyway. So, um, what else did we do on the farm? We did a little, a little veggie trial. Yeah. Yeah, we got ourselves a little garden. We're gonna feed ourselves this year. Um, did and not see, do the starts, or like, well, you got the starts, but did not grow said starts. Um, yeah, we got bought a whole em. smattering of many different things that sound delicious, and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to them. Honestly, they look like they're doing pretty good. Um, but yeah, yeah we went really- to Lowe's and splurged, did some uh, price comparisons and everything, and Lowe's was the most convenient and comparably priced i suppose um yeah um there were cheaper prices yeah but only like yeah, tractor supply or whatever yeah it was like it was like 10 or 20 cents per plant um but lowe's had the variety yeah so we got like three types of cherry tomatoes we got three other types of regular tomatoes got some clearance um mm, excuse me stuff Marigolds. marigolds african marigolds is what he's trying to oh, say that's Clarence. a weird spicy burp uh, okay one <laughs> <That's> downside <laughs> to, to that serrano pepper stuff it'd be spicy um but watermelon squash cucumber uh green zucchini yeah we got zucchini yeah mm-hmm. we got a purple bell pepper uh, mm-hmm. And a small, red? sweet red one. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. I thought well, Lunchbox snack Snacker. Snack. I thought that was an adorable snacky name. Snacks. <laughs> Getting my snicky snacks. Um, planted some okra from the seeds that we had from our previous year of okra plants. Which um, those plants were from a previous year. Yeah, but they were prolific, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson spineless, and we got those seeds originally from So True Seed. Here in Asheville, a local uh, non-GMO uh, uh, open pollination seed company. Really, really nice. She really speaks good stuff. the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else cantaloupe and watermelon. Uh, I said watermelon. Did not say cantaloupe. Oh, well, I ignore oh, it. That's okay. Well, I didn't ignore oh, it. I missed just it. Gonna, Shut up, I'm not going to listen to anything you say. <laughs> I didn't mean ignore it. I'm in my own world. <laughs> no, fuck off. That's not what I meant. That's okay. Just I missed that. Just <laughs> Now she's not listening. No, I'm not <laughs> listening. Whatever. Whatevs. Uh, what Cherry is tomatoes, slicer tomatoes, mm-hmm. cantaloupe, watermelon, mm-hmm. zucchini, squash, mm-hmm. um, pickling cucumbers. Mm-hmm. 
Um, herbs. Yes. Rosemary. Secret spices. <laughs> Italian oregano. Thyme. Um, lemon thyme and English thyme. Yeah, what's that lemon thyme I didn't know about, but man, that smells good. It smells almost exactly like a perfect chicken. <laughs> so you guys want to know something funny? I do. <laughs> well, I'm glad you do because I didn't tell you this before. We've grown lemon thyme before. Really? Yep. The time that we grew previously was lemon thyme. Really? Mm-hmm. Did it even live? We got enough <laughs> that, like, I pulled some off for, like, a couple, at least one or two birds. I tried to dry some, but it was just, like, air drying. Hmm. But yeah, it was, um, uh, do you remember when we went to Woodson Branch Nature School for my birthday, like, when they first yeah. opened, and we got some starts there? Hey, lemon we got time? some lemon time. That The time we got there was lemon time. I do not remember that, but Boom. oh well. Hopefully, mm. <laughs> this one will stick in my brain. Uh, we well, also got plenty of basil. Did I say rosemary? Yes, I think. Well, we're really excited because we've killed every single rosemary that we've ever planted before. Yeah, but that's mainly because we never we waited to plant it until it almost died or possibly died a couple times, and we revived it, and then we planted it. Yeah. This time we came home. The day we got it, and we shoved that sucker in the ground. So this motherfucker better <laughs> better grow. <laughs> Rosemary is one of my favorite herbs, and I am so upset that I haven't been able to grow it yet. This, I just suck. I just suck. Like it's it's all been just like procrastination. Like oh, yeah, nothing. I mean that's the thing. This this garden will actually work because we took action immediately, which mm-hmm. we never do. We always get them, and then. It's always like the last day of working stuff, and the work week hits, and blah blah blah. We uh we come back and it's not, uh, it's all dead, <laughs> not not able to grow. So yeah, I think that's it though, right? I I did say basil. Um, I'm gonna look through real quick. Oh, the jalapeno pepper. Mm. Right, jalapeno. Um... And Tabasco pepper. Rosemary, basil, thyme. I'm looking at our our um. Oh, dill? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And then Sam finally got his um his other grapevine that he's been wanting. Yeah. Should be a purple muscadine. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for our zone and everything. I know the other one is doing fantastic, and the one that I'm replacing uh, got weed-whacked down by one of our hirees. <laughs> so... Well, even before that, I'm not entirely sure that it was going too well. It was struggling. Yeah, but it was starting to finally like catch up. That was another one of those things that took us a long time to get in the ground and everything, but that was mainly because we had to build the, the archway for it to grow on. Um, got them both in the ground at the same time. One of them was doing better than the other, and then the one not doing so well got chopped up to pieces on accident. <laughs> um. But yeah, super excited about that. It was a nice, healthy, big boy. Um, should be good. Should be big enough to actually catch up to the other one. That's it, though, right? Yeah, we um we spent 130 bucks, which was all of those plants, and we also had some energy, like an energy drink for each of us on there as well. So we subtract like six bucks off that. So 124 for all of that. Um. I'm going to run through the tomatoes just real quick. Um, Sweet Million, 
Yellow Canary. Um, both of those were cherry tomatoes. cherry tomatoes. Black Prince, Lemon Boy, Beef Steak, Big Boy, Early Girl, all slicers. Yeah, Chocolate Sprinkles. Um, cherry. Cherry. And that was it. Yep. Yeah. The Lemon Boy is a yellow one. Mm-hmm. The... Uh, black what, black prince is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a one of those kind of looks like a Cherokee purple in a way, and then the others are uh, meteor, just regular yeah. heirloom tomatoes. Um, early girl is supposed to like throw fruit earlier, so we'll see about that. We're we're getting it in slightly late into the season, so I kind of feel like all of the slicers will probably like start throwing at once. Mm-hmm. We only got um, determinate. Yes. Which are the continual... No, we got indeterminate. <sighs> yeah. I can't ever remember no, this it's indeterminate, I think, because uh, if I was looking at it, it's like... Determinate is... Uh, I was thinking about it. It's like you're determined to get them all out at the same time. <laughs> but I might be wrong, too. Well, I, I don't know. That's one of the ones that I just I just always forget, and I always just constantly look up. But they should one all means that... It fruits it it bears all the fruit at once. So like um, if you're doing like a paste tomato or tomato for salsa or something like that, you want to get the blah 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 net um <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> um, and then if you want something just to like eat on constantly, then and produce through the whole season, then you want to get the other one. So one's determinate, one's indeterminate. Um. I don't know. I'm going to have to think of some little, like, thing for to remember that. Um, can we have a little Bowie break? You want to you wanna shove your mic in her face, and I'm going to, like, shake one of her dreads. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> shake a dread. I'm going to grab terrible. it. I'm going to shake it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would get your hand away from her. Here we go. Hey, Bowie. <laughs> Bowie. Yeah. Clean yourself up. Bowie's going to get a bath, and I'm going to cut her nails soon. I don't know how we're going to accomplish that. Oh, my gosh. I'm terrified, y'all. I am terrified. I don't want to do either one of these things. Oh, she's so happy, though. Look at her. She looks, like, angry but still so happy. Oh, Bobo. She's so cute. Bobo key. Gross. Cute and gross and insane. Look at her. She's judging me right now. (laughs) Those dreads, man. I don't I don't need a bopper. <laughs> well, I was hoping if I bopped her, then she would do something. She's but been kind of quiet tonight. She is. Oh, got to poke and prod to make her say stuff. Yeah, but anyway, <clears throat> there's Bubbo. She's the best. Well, I mean, she's not actually the best at all. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of the worst. Yeah. Um, but she stopped cleaning herself, which she never really did to begin with. But now she's really stopped. She's getting like dreads. We've cut some off. She looks like a fucking like mangy little shit right now and now she's getting more dread so we're gonna cut the dreads off i'm gonna give her a bath which i have not given this cat a bath since she has been a kitten because she's terrifying y'all like that's why baths and cutting her nails and everything stopped because she's fucking terrifying she weighs like i swear less than like three pounds and three pounds i i feel like is is being generous i could just i can lift her up and just like carry her around in my hand like nothing it's like my i don't even know but it's just a sack of old bones 
yeah, she <laughs> she's literally just like bones and a couple organs. Like I don't even think she has all of her organs at this point. It's probably just like she's just bones. She's like Skeletor. But I'm gonna do it because I thought cutting them off the first time would like prevent more from growing, but I guess she's just stopped everything now. So I don't know. We're gonna cut those off and give her a bath. She knows I'm talking about her. She's looking at me right now. I don't know, man. I'm scared. I don't want to do it. I'm going to wear some gloves. I've actually thought about like putting on my Carhartt while I'm doing it with some like gloves on top of it. Yeah. Just like almost like Falcon like protection or something. I don't know. She's, I don't understand how something so small and so lightweight and tiny can be so terrifying. It's all tooth and claw. Ferocious. It's like Scoops, you know, y'all know Dr. Scoops McKenzie. She's probably like three times as heavy, if not more. Easily more than that. And oh my gosh, like I would do anything that, I mean, I don't even care. Like I would, I would do whatever I want with that cat. Like this one, sometimes I don't even want to look at her. She's scary. Anyway, moving on. What do we want to talk about next? Oh boy. Um let's see. Um as far as farm stuff, we just have one more little story session to share oh, right. with the <laughs> with the world. Um yet again, we don't want to hide anything from anybody. Just uh we're people, we make mistakes, things happen, and we've both made mistakes that were close calls, but Everything ended up fine. <laughs> Something that kind of like aggravates me with all this is that my mistake wound up being much more costly, like physically and everything. Although I feel like it was a more innocent mistake. So I feel like your mistake could have been prevented. Oh, it could have. But my mistake, if uh, if. <laughs> You know the the chips had fallen just right. I we would have lost the BCS entirely. So mine had a little more like, heavier consequences involved. Well, I guess well, I don't know. Yours I mean, is you, your life, though. Yeah, I was, I was gonna at, say just about the machine itself. Yeah, I was not gonna the... be like like mine. Like we could have lost me. So like... yeah, that's 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 much bigger. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, who wants to go first? I can go first. My chronolo- chronologically, I'm I'm yeah. first here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so this happened back, which I meant to talk about it on last podcast or the one before. I can't remember whichever one was after the work party. Last one. Last one. Yeah. Um, we did a fast one there because we were hungry. Because surprise, surprise, we never eat. <laughs> we're always hungry. <laughs> we are hungry people in general. Um, but. So everybody was over. Uh, some people had not been introduced to the BCS yet. So I was like showing them everything it does and you know, talking about the uh, like the, the gears uh, specifically and fourth gear, which is um, if you want to make a comparison to Tesla, it is ludicrous mode. Uh- <laughs> it is transport only, like gear. Yeah, you were only supposed to be like. Riding it, pretty much. In fourth gear, yeah. Um, so fourth gear, um, 
I guess I need to give a little bit of context about how I like goofed up. Uh, biggest problem was that I guess I was like showing off a little bit uh, to my friends, but that happens. Um, anyway, you last were time... showing off, which is so rare. I mean, like you say, like it happens or whatever, but it's so rare for you. You so rarely show off for your friends. So rarely. Um, but anyway, so last time I had done fourth gear, I was I had the throttle like almost all the way down. Which, to give a little context, first through third gear is anywhere from a slow trundle to a, not even a brisk walk, I guess a normal walk. Fourth gear, you, even when the throttle's super low, you have to straight up jog to keep up with it. Um, When the throttle is at the lowest, you have to jog. Yeah. Throttle is all the way up. Which I did not realize, or honestly, I just <laughs> forgot that it was that high, or what it would do when it's that high in fourth gear. And I also forgot to take off the rigged dead man switch that I had done for all of the tilling. Uh, he, that he had done. I'm, sorry, I, I want to clarify I I that I Sam had done. <laughs> I do not rig any sort of dead man switch. I'm too terrified over big equipment. Yeah. So... The reason I had done the, uh, had, like, rigged that dead man switch to, yeah, I just took a twist tie and, like, tied it down so it wouldn't, if you take your hand off the left, Zip then... Zip tie. Sorry. Twist tie for me is, like, a like a bread tie. Oh, but okay. Like a, like a zip tie. I zip tied it down. Sorry. And, uh, well, really because the, I, we were tilling, I can't remember how many beds that day, and trying to keep that dead man switch on while maneuvering this thing especially on the that side where it's really close to the creek and like a hilly kind of situation going on it's hard to describe without actually showing you um it it was just easier and like by the time i was you know done doing that or like halfway done doing it then my hand was blown out um so i decided to tie it down so i I wouldn't have to worry about it and i could maneuver it a little bit easier um which on that like Sam has more experience um, dealing with and running, like, larger pieces of equipment. He's had, like, he can run, um, you know, backhoes and, I don't know, what uh, ditch witches? Is that what they're called? I've not personally used a ditch witch, um, but, uh, but I, fe- I feel like I can like, figure it out. You've used, like, big things, though, right? Like, I mean, yeah, you've yeah, used yeah. a backhoe, you've used, like... Done tractors, tractors trucks, trackers, backhoes, you know, so. front-end front loaders, all that garbage. <laughs> so he, he has enough experience to know, you know, like, it. again, it it wasn't a 100% safe, like, uh, move for what he wound up doing. But when he did it, then, you know, he knew what he was doing. Like, I I would never do that because I don't, I don't have the experience in, in any sort of... You know, like, I, I'm still nervous around, like, a, I mean, honestly, just, like, a, a, you know, power drills and and electric saws and stuff like that, I still get nervous around because I don't have that experience. But, like, he, he you know, you, you have a construction background, so. Um, yeah, so, anyway, whenever I was showing off to the, these dudes, then I forgot to take that zip tie off. Which, this whole situation would have been much better if that zip tie was on. <laughs> or off, I mean, sorry. Um, because, like, 
uh, I kicked into fourth year. The throttle was all the way up because I just got done tilling. And when I dropped the clutch on that thing, it took off at probably a good sprint. <laughs> uh, which yeah, I'm sure there's faster runners runners than me, but uh, for me, it was uh, it was unexpected and hard to keep up with. So <laughs> I got about 20 to 30 feet before I just tripped over my own feet because I wasn't expecting it and the field's all sorts of uh of uneven and um yeah, it was weird because like I realized once the clutch dropped and it started taking off I had made a mistake and had all these like <laughs> crazy thoughts on my head all this back and forth of like uh, I could just put it in neutral oh wait I got. I can do this. Oh wait, the dead man switch is <laughs> is locked down, so I could not let go go of it. If I'd let go of it, it would have gone up the hill, across the road, smashed into the bank, and probably kept trying to keep going, uh, which would have just totaled the machine entirely. Um, but as I'm running behind it, I fall forward. I hang onto the handlebars, and um, which you know this thing's on two wheels so like as i'm falling the handlebars come back you know like back towards the ground the front end kind of swings up a little bit and which is not stopping it or anything like that but as it had, it was doing that i was good enough to get like I, I had the i had squeezed the clutch as i was falling down and as it the handlebars and stuff hit the ground then it popped it out of gear into neutral <laughs> which which saved everything uh, we all, we all had a good laugh about it. I felt like a big old dumbass and was really embarrassed for a while, but I got over it, I guess. Um, but definitely a, a learning experience. It's the last time I have treated it like a large toy. <laughs> uh, it's very like taking it much more serious from this point on for sure. And, uh, the good thing to that I really found out about that is like if you're in a higher gear, then use the throttle to control the speed. Um, I don't know why I didn't think about that before. Um, I was always just, I don't know, like one, two, and three, and four were always just a set speed. But um, well, I think like we, I mean, I don't know. For me, I have I have the same. Which I mean, we'll we'll go into my my accident later, but like, I don't know. I feel like um. I feel like the gears being speed goes back to like both of us know how and we learned how to drive on on standards you know so for me you know the higher the gear and I mean not you know kind of like you you can be in fifth gear and be going like 30 miles an hour if that's just all you're doing or whatever like you want to get to that highest gear but for me it's like it's all about gears and stuff and not really i don't know like yeah it, uh, the throttle lever is like the gas pedal <laughs> yeah like it never i don't know like that that never really uh i never really thought of it like that like i just i i more think of gears and like neutral being a place where you can be more in control because that's how i was taught on on a standard car you know like if you can if you can hang out in neutral you can control your your gas um, usage and and all of that and, and anyway whatever anyway it doesn't it doesn't matter but yeah like I never really thought of the throttle as uh as the gas pedal before yeah myself so 
but that's where uh <laughs> what, keeping it real goes wrong i guess is what you could say <laughs> actually no showboating is not keeping it real uh, disregard that um don't show off uh, unless you're super confident and understand something entirely have those like ten thousand hours or honestly don't even show off because that always ends up bad <laughs> at least for me um so so that leads into my story yeah. um mine was the opposite like um the day that everyone was using it and even like you know steven and john who had never used the bcs like they they like when we had the trailer hooked up and we're riding it like they they took it up and down and everyone's like oh why don't you do it and i'm like no i'm like i don't want to do this in front of anyone you know i'm not used to it um again we've talked about it on the podcast like um I started using the BCS as a mower, as a flail mower, which makes everything backwards. Um, I don't think that what happened to me on what we're about to talk about had anything to do with this, but that was one of the reasons why I didn't want to do it in front of anyone else, because I was like, no, I just want to, like, if I'm going to fuck this up, I just want to fuck it up in front of Sam. (laughs) You know, I was like, I'm not going to do that. I was like, I'm not comfortable. I just, you know, I just want to... Again, I'm very I'm very nervous about any sort of machines. Like the the largest piece of equipment I ever used before we came here, you know, um, was a push mower, and that was like my dad had me use a. Um, it's not really a scythe. A, is that how you pronounce it? Scythe. Scythe. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a scythe, but it was like one of those just manual. Um, a little like rotating drum that. No, it was um. So a scythe is like the hook type thing. There's one that's more of just like you swing it, just like kind of like in front of your feet. Um. Yeah, it kind of looks like a weird golf club thing. We have one. Of yeah, those. but it doesn't have like the rotator like things on it. It's just like a. Kind of like a crappy like saw a... blade on the end of a. Yeah, stick. yeah, yeah. We, um, we got. We had one of those. I don't know if we still have it or not. Wait, you and me. Mm-hmm. No, 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 like my, mine was more also like a, like a, like a, um, it was probably like a, like 12, 12 inches, um, but kind of like a, like a U 12 inches. Oh, I know. So like kind of like about. a stirrup yeah, type I know what thing. About. Yeah, so like my dad had me like mow quote unquote mow the lawn with that before I ever even got to use a push mower which was the you know biggest again the biggest piece of equipment we ever used my parents are are very big on like hand tools and and doing things by hand like I they they probably have like a electric drill or something like that at this point but or a battery operated or something like that but um I mean honestly maybe not like they're they're not, I mean, they, they have the skills and they, they know how to use all this hand stuff and they, you know, they're more of like, um, with a hand tool, nothing can go wrong unless you break it, you know, um, with electric stuff, then there's all of these electric components that can go wrong. So like, they're more of like the basic, like we, we can do this or whatever, you know, or use this, or like you know, they use just regular saws versus a chainsaw. They use 
they just hammer and nails. They don't use a nail gun. You know, they don't, again, they just, they drill their own stuff, like hand drill it versus using an electric drill or a battery drill or whatever. So, like, the the, the fanciest um, piece we had was, like, the, the push mower. <laughs> um, uh, and so I had to, like, prove myself on this other um, piece before I ever even got to use the, the push mower. Um, so... I never, like, I've told people this story about, um, you know, Sam's dad gave us the um, snapper riding mower um, for Christmas. It was a, it was something that he had gotten um, secondhand and, and fixed up for us. Um, I, again, I didn't, like, you know, he gave it to us and he's like, oh, you know, you brought it over and He's like, oh, write it up and down. And I was like, no, I don't like the same type of thing. Like, I didn't even want to get on it. Like, when he was around, because I was like, I'm just going to make a fucking fool of myself. <laughs> and I would rather just do it in front of Sam, in front of, like, versus, like, anyone else, you know? Like, I don't want Sam's dad to think, like, I'm a total idiot, you know? Um, because I will freak out during new things. It took me, like, a, a full season before I really got comfortable um, using the riding mower. And this is like an old school like snapper, you know. So, um, so yeah. So the the day of the work party, everyone is like, "Oh, like get on it! Like why don't you do it?" And I'm like, "No, nah, no, nah, like I'll do it another day." In my mind, I'm like, "Because I'm gonna fuck this up." Um, so I was totally right. I did fuck it up. Um, it was we an were, honest mistake, though. I mean, it was, but it was it. Okay, so. I was like, okay, we had the, um, it was the end of the workday. Um, we, I, I loaded everything up into, we already had the, the trailer hooked up on, hooked up onto the BCS. I loaded everything up into the trailer that needed to go back onto the personal side. And I was like, all right, this is my moment. I was like, I'm feeling good about this. I'm feeling confident. I can, um, it was, it was way back in the field. So I had a good enough time of going forward before, like, there's a hill that, um, you have to go, like, up a hill to get out of the field, and then down the driveway, um, to get to the personal side, so I was like, okay, I got a, I got a good bit, I got some flat area, I can get used to it, I'll get out of the field, and, you know, and then by that time, I'll be comfortable going down the driveway onto the personal side, everything will be fine. Like, this is, this is my moment. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. Like, um, you know, I was like, all right. So I did it. I got, I got on and I got to the hill and everything was going fine. So I was, I was feeling really good at this point. Um, when I got to the hill, I had some trouble. Um, it had been dry for a little bit. And yeah, I didn't have the wheel weights on, so it was spinning out easier. Yeah, and um, I didn't like I was. I wanted to just. I wanted to just keep it in first gear. I didn't want to go any higher, so I wanted to just like really easy take it out, um, which I should have known by taking because I've taken the the riding mower in and out of the field. Like you, you can't. You can't take, I mean, the riding mower, again, something I'm very comfortable with. You can't take it, you can't get it out of the field in first gear. You have to, you have to have more oomph to it. So, um, so I went back and forth a couple times. Um, I shifted to second gear, I shifted to third gear. I was just kind of like spinning out and I was like, all right, 
like, okay, I was like, I got to put in fourth here. So I, I waited and I actually thought about it because again, like I was, I was nervous, you know, like I was trying to be, uh, I was trying to be, I was trying to do good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was just, I was just, I would, whatever. Um, so I was like, okay. So I was like, obviously I was like, I'm going to have to put in fourth gear to get out of here. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to back it up. I'm going to put it in fourth gear. I'm going to get it out. And then the second I get the trailer out off of this hill and I hit the flat ground, I'm going to drop it back down into a low gear to go down the driveway because the driveway goes, the down part of it goes over the creek. And I didn't want to go over that in fourth gear because I was, I was nervous as it was. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to go up the, up the hill in fourth. I'm going to get the trailer out of it. I'm going to drop it back into first gear and just ease it over and just, just creep it over the, the driveway, over the creek, onto the personal side, unload this stuff, and I'll bring it back and everything will be great. So that was my game plan. And I was like, all right. I was like, you got this, girl. You know? And so I put it in fourth gear. And I, and after, I, like I said, I'd been spinning out a lot. So I, I stopped spinning out. I went up. And I was like, Awesome. I thought I was enough out of the, or off the hill with the, the trailer off of the hill that I was like, all right. I was like, here we go. I was like, we're out. This is where it's, we're going to do. We're going to shift back into first and go down the driveway. And I tried to shift into first and I was not as far out of the, off of the hill as I thought I was. <laughs> the trailer was not um, there with me. Um, and so I started like just just going back. Um, I yeah, freaked out. The, uh, the biggest problem with the BCS is that it is designed for flat ground only. Um, and I've had a couple close calls with this myself um, during the learning curve, especially uh, that one night that we had the flood or whatever, and was helping the uh, helping our neighbors. Then. There was one point where I almost lost control leaving their driveway because I had tried to shift to a different gear while on the slope. I, I just was lucky to get it like back in fast enough to slow it down. But yeah, it's a it's in if it's in neutral, it's gonna roll and it's gonna roll fast <laughs> if you're on a hill. <laughs> it's uh those it's it has no uh no resistance at all when you're in neutral. You you can easily push it around if you need to <laughs> but in in the bcs's defense um if i was more confident and and more used to using the machine then one i would have tried there are um hand brakes on either side like both of your hands have brakes which i mean they they're not the best they're more of like steering brakes than hand brakes but still like i could have used that and when you have the utility trailer attached then there is actually a foot brake that you can press down on. Um, I didn't do any of those things because I just, I fucking panicked. I started going backwards and freaked out. Um, I didn't, like Sam was talking, like when you were telling your story, you were talking about how like, uh, there's all these things going through, (laughs) yeah, like through your mind and time slows down and like you, you had all of these like things that you possibly could have done. That was, it was the total fucking opposite for me. Like I started rolling backwards and just there, it was, it was like there was, there was like 
no time, no time. It was there was nothing. Like I said, I didn't I didn't hit any of the brakes. I didn't even, and not that it would have done anything in the situation I would I was in the the little rigged uh, dead man switch uh, zip tie was off well off by this time. I didn't even let go. Like I didn't even like it wouldn't have done anything. But that's at least something that I do know. Like I have like uh you know it has gotten away from me like when I was mowing when I first started using it and I just let go to like kill the machine i didn't even do that this time like it was it was just pure like there were there (laughs) there was nothing it was like pure panic and i thought i was like screaming (laughs) um sam later informed me i was not screaming it sounded it was like three short yells that <laughs> it's like, which I had the uh, unfortunate pleasure of watching this whole thing unfold. Um, yeah, he said it almost <laughs> sounded like I was like enjoying myself yeah, and like going on like a ride or something a like a sound. yeah, like a roller coaster or something. I was not. I was. I was freaking out. So that's also something I want to work on in the future. Is of like when I'm in a panic mode and I'm screaming to actually sound like. I'm screaming and <laughs> concerned. Um, so yeah, there was that. So um, luckily, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what happened at all, except that like the end result is that it like the it jackknifed. Um, the the jackknifing stopped the. Well, the 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 trailer came down the hill. The trailer hit a tree, and it. Well, kind of, I can, I can, I saw this oh. whole thing because, like, I, I saw you kind of struggling with like the spinning out, and I saw you switching into fourth gear and go to the top. I was watering the fields, and you know, I got nothing else to look at, so I'm just watching you do stuff because I, that's uh, the first time you had ridden it before too. So I was, uh, you know, just just watching. Um, so it gets down to the the bottom of which i you you were doing stuff like i i saw you try to mess with the whatever you call that that puts it into forward or backward or neutral like not the gear but whatever the like the action is or whatever like saw you do something with that but then you eventually just kind of like held on uh you know like buckled down i guess (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you got to the bottom of the the little hill thing and the trailer jackknifed uh, I didn't hit a tree or anything. It just went into some bushes, uh, which stopped it from rolling. But the jackknife would have stopped you. But like as it swung and jackknife, it kicked you off of the seat, and you hit the ground kind of on your shoulder and rolled a little bit. And as you were rolling, the uh, BCS and had just it had just stopped. Then the handlebars kind of like went like smack down on top of you, pretty much. <laughs> just why like your belly bruises from the um the gear the gear shift knob like smacking down on you i think um, it was the, i think it was the the pto knob the, on the right because the gear shift would be on the left well whatever it's one of those like two knobs down there right? but um but yeah like you kind of you kicked you off and you landed and the thing just kind of like clamped down on you which freaked me out because i don't know the <laughs> i was in there watering i see you start going back i'm like oh shit like, oh shit oh shit <laughs> yes as a jackknife and it throws you and i'm thinking like oh you just got plowed over by this thousand pound <laughs> machine 
uh like you you might be dead or be like horribly mangled <laughs> so i got through the hose and came running after you uh just to check on you and get on you my out of the side situation. it was like <laughs> i rolled down the hill a little bit i was thrown off of it smashed to the ground and in my mind, like, like Sam was just there. He was there before I even hit the ground. He was there. And no, I remember you asking me if like, <laughs> if, like, I was okay. And I remember being like, can you get it off of me? <laughs> well, the first thing is, like, don't don't move the person until you know they're okay, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what you were like, are you okay? And I was like, can you, can you like, get this off of me? Um, and, like, you lifted up and I kind of just, like, crawled out from under it. And I mean, I was fine. You know, I had a, a, and I still have a very well. The bruise is actually the 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 coloration is gone. I'm actually looking at it right now. There's just just a little bit of dark color on the bottom, and and like a little circle on the outside. But underneath it, there is definitely a um, nice lump. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a little bit larger than like if you had been hit by a paintball, like just point blank. I would say. Um, a little bit larger than a paintball, like, like not under there. Um, but yeah, like I, you know, you got me up and like you just you like grabbed me up and like held me and uh, like I cried a little bit and I was like I gotta I was like I gotta sit down I was like I need to just like sit down you know and I like gathered myself a little bit and then I walked to the house. Because I did have to pee, and so I peed, and then I cried a little bit more, like when I was in the bathroom, and then I came back out, and I knew, I knew that if I didn't just like, because I was scared, I mean, that's why I was crying, like I wasn't, it wasn't really like, I mean, it was, it was, I'm sure it was painful on some sort of like level or whatever, but um, for me it was more of like, like the reason I was crying was because I was scared. Like, I was, I was just, like, I haven't been scared like that. Like, uh, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the last time I was scared like that. So, um, I don't particularly like being scared and I don't like, you know, I tell everyone I'm like, I'm super type A personality. I like to be in control. And that was definitely like, I was not in control at all. And you were, you were, I mean, I don't know if I don't. I don't want to go as far as to say that you were scared, but like you were concerned about my well-being, um, which yeah. also made me scared <laughs> too, you know. So, um, see, so yeah, I came back from peeing and a little cry, you know, not like anything big, but just like a little, you know, like a couple tears, like gather yourself, like you got this, you know. I came back and I was like, all right, I was like, uh, I'm scared. I was like, I don't want to get back on that thing ever again. Um, which means I need to get back on it like right now, <laughs> you know, cause I was like, I gotta, I gotta like do this, you know, cause, uh, I don't, I don't know if anyone, um, I, I think Nicole at work knows this about me, but like, uh, I, I always wanted to, to like ride horses and have a horse farm and, and all of that. So like, I couldn't do that when I was growing up in Nashville cause there's not like, that's not how Nashville is or anything, but, um. I did read every single fiction and nonfiction horse book in the Metro Davidson public library system. And the one thing that all of them talk about is that when you get thrown from a horse, the the thing that you have to do is immediately get back on it because 
the more time that goes between you getting thrown and you getting back on it, the worse it's going to be and the harder it's going to be and all of that. So I was like, I was thinking of all of that. And like I mentioned in this, you know, earlier and everything, like I'm big, big machinery scares me. I mean, even small, small machinery scares me and, and all of that. So, um, I was like, I got to get, I got to do this like right now. I have to get this machine out of this field and onto the personal side or else I'm never going to get back on this fucker again. So I did it and I moved it and I got it to the personal side and I was like, I'm not fucking moving that again. <laughs> and so I went back and I talked to Sam and I was like, we were, we were pretty much done for the day. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were done with everything we had to get done. We just had to put some stuff up, you know? And, um, I told him, I was like, Hey, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I want to. I was like, I want to go have some fucking margaritas. <laughs> and I just like, like I had like a, like my big, my biggest cry of those three times. It wasn't like, holy shit or anything like that. But it was like a, it was, a, it was a pretty big cry for me. Like, um, you know, normally I'm more of a shed a couple tears in a hallway or in a bathroom stall or something like that but like this was like like I actually like held on to Sam and like cried a little bit and I told him I was like I was scared you know and it's hard for me to like admit that and everything and um all that I don't I don't know it's it's that I don't know if it's like a like an independence thing or showing weakness or I, I I don't I don't exactly know what it is, but it's 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 hard for me to cry in front of people or to show any sort of weakness or anything like that. Um, and so I don't know. I was just like, you know, I I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to cook. I don't want to do anything. I just want to go and have some margaritas somewhere and like forget that i was so fucking scared like <laughs> no, i don't think ago. this is just you so, kind of thing <laughs> um I feel like a lot of people have those emotions <laughs> well i don't know like i, I mean I don't, I don't know how to like describe because like i don't want to sound like all like macho like i don't like crying like i'm fine with crying like if you you know like i mean you put a disney movie on and i'm guaranteed to cry within the first couple minutes you know i'll cry during a cotton commercial like i'm not you know i'll, <laughs> I'll cry during you know, like, it, it's easy for me to get, like, a, like caught up in something, you know, visually or something like that. But, like, like personally, whatever, like, it, it I don't know, like, that's, um, it's hard. It's just, it, it's, uh, I don't know. You know, so, like, that was, like, I don't know, like, we, we had a moment. And, like, for me, like, I mean, it was, it was terrifying and scary. And, and I cried and all of that. But, like, that last one was just really, like, I guess it was more of, like, um, seeking comfort, I guess, like, in you and and having that or whatever. And then just us being able to, you know, and I told Sam, too, I was like, it's over there and I'm not getting back on it. You can put it up. I was like, I got it out and I got it over there. I did my, you know, get back on the horse thing. Um, but I'm not getting fucking back on it again. I was like, let's just go. <laughs> um so yeah, it was it was uh it was an experience and I did get a very nice bruise. 
on my belly, um, which I do like bruises, so that was pretty. You landed right um, on top of some poison ivy. You had a big old rash on your back. <laughs> I did. That was fun. Yeah, Sam said it was almost like I just like slapped right leaves, down on yeah. it. Like you, like you could see like the three leaves on my back. Like again, like directly on my spine. <laughs> like, um, which is finally, although I'm talking about it, so now it's itchy. But um, but it's finally like going away. It's just a little bit itchy every once in a while. But that's that's all gone too. Um, so yeah, it was it was uh it was an experience. Um, I can't remember. And honestly, I don't know if I've ever been, besides, like, the, like, I've been in a couple car wrecks. Again, all my doing. Um, but I can't think, besides, like, car wreck type situation, I can't think of a time where I've been, like, less in control and, like, that, like, scared I don't know, like, I didn't, I, I didn't know what to do, you know, type of, type of feeling, which, um, I hope, like, uh, as time goes on, then I would be able to at least do something, because, like, like I said, like, Sam, Sam, during his, had all of these different thoughts, like, when I was, when it was happening to me, like, he said I was doing stuff, I, I can't remember doing any of that, I don't know what I was doing, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't hit any of the brakes, which was well, I would have hit the brake. Uh, we, we don't consider the brakes on that stopping brakes, which I I wouldn't have gone for those immediately break, either. Like for the the brake on the trailer, I if nothing else, I should have, in my opinion, if nothing else, I should have let go of everything with my hands, which would have stopped the machine, which again wouldn't have you know would have it, it you know yeah it was uh, still initiated a neutral, so the. It yeah, like Stop the dead rolling. man switch. So yeah. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have stopped me, but it would have it would have thrown me into like at least a shut off, just rolling back. But if if again, if I had let go of everything with my hands and hit the trailer brake, I don't think that it would have been as well. I mean, I I don't think that it would have been what happened, <laughs> you know. But you I wasn't just jackknife much slower. <laughs> Yeah, or at least, like, it would have at least slowed me enough that I could have steered it back down the hill versus just, like, panicking and and not steering at all or doing anything at all, you know, like, it, 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 I don't know, I wasn't, it it was definitely, like, not, it was not one of my, my, um, moments that, uh, I was excelling at or that I'm proud of or anything, um, the only thing that I'm, proud of with this is the fact that like I stood up and got back on it you know after a minute like I didn't do it immediately like I had a a little you know like I said I cried shed a couple tears a couple times and then and then got back on it but like that that moment I'm I'm proud of but everything else I'm just like incredibly disappointed with myself and and I think I should have been better you know during all that which I'm trying to remind myself that I've I'd never used it before in this in this type and 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 all sorts of things. But at the same time, like eventually, like in your own mind, like it just becomes excuses, it just becomes like reasons why, you know, you you failed, you know. And I don't like any of that either. Um, so again, just just a very very shitty situation for me. Um, 
Well, you got nothing to beat yourself up about. Everybody makes mistakes. We've made plenty in our in our life, and we will continue to make more. Um, hopefully, not so much with the BCS. We will see how that pans out. Um, but um, I will say, I will say that like where the the PTO um, shift ignition ignition shift uh, rod um, one, I bent it. Um, so that is one of the reasons why I have such an intense bruise is I bent that like you bent it back. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, the clutch, uh, <laughs> the hand, like, clutch control thing got bent, too, but, and all that went back right into place real easy, and, um, yeah, it's nothing a way to got go damaged, BCS. so, like, yeah, the BCS is pretty sturdy, yeah. which is nice to know. And I, I honestly, like, during all of this, every time I've used the BCS, and, in, like, I think I even said it to some people when we first got it or whatever going back and forth with some farmers or and and whatnot like i said like i really thought that i was gonna put that sucker in the fucking creek so i had my moment of i was like i'm gonna crash this thing in the creek you know Mm -hmm. um i had my moment of crashing it it was nowhere close to the creek um so you know that's good (laughs) you know (laughs) again trying to look on the bright side um but yeah like sam said we try to be we try to be 100% open and, and honest and all that. And um, so there you go. Learn from our mistakes. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, take it take it on some flat ground before you get used to it. Before you try to go up and down some hills. Um, and, yeah, if you get thrown, just know that you're not the first person to get tossed off of a 853 BCS. Yo. So. So that's our story time. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if those are proper bedtime stories, but you know, if you want to listen to them to go to sleep, good luck. <laughs> Have nightmares about getting thrown from tractors and dragged by tractors and just generally harassed by tractors. Um, speaking of stories, though, you've got yourself a fancy new book. I guess book series, honestly. I, I have never heard of this. Um, I know you were into it, and then Nicole from work started talking a bunch about it. Uh, what? You tell well, me about it here. <laughs> so the cool thing is is that it actually turned out that me, Nicole, Rochelle, Lee, have all recently started reading it. Uh, like totally impromptu. Nobody had planned this out, right? You no. Just... Well, I mean, like Rochelle is at book seven of eight. Um, oh. Nicole and I are on book one. Nicole has watched the TV series. Is a TV series? Mm-hmm. What's it? Do you know what channel or anything it's on? Stars. Stars. Ugh. Oh yes. well, we're never gonna get to see um, that. <laughs> well, I think it might be. I think it may, Stars it might and come on Hulu HBO every once in a while. might um be connected somehow. Sometimes, but I don't yeah. Really know. I don't, yeah. Um. It's very selective. And then Jamie Jones has read all of them. Um, and yeah, so so it just so happens like Nicole and I are both, you know, again, like she's she's watched the, the whole series and she's watching or reading the books now. Um, but yeah, just it, it's just like a totally random like a couple of the people that I work with were all reading the same like book series at once, which is which is awesome. Um, so it's it's the Outlander. Um, 
series, which again, it's a Showtime, oh, nope, Stars original series. Um, but there's eight books in the series. It's by Diana Gabondo. I don't know how you pronounce her last name, but there you Gab- go. Gabaldon? Gabaldon? G-A-B-A-L-D-O-N. Gabaldon. So, um, <laughs> it's it's cool because, um, let me see. This is one of those, um, and it's short, fat, um, paperback fictions, um, it's 850 pages is the first one. Um, I would put it at like six-ish inches tall, like four, like a six by four book. Um, how I got into it, because I, I didn't know anything about it. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure if I've talked about this on the podcast before or not, but um, I have difficulty finding um, adult fiction to, that I really get into. Um, I don't know, like a lot of them are just too, honestly, like a lot of them are too juvenile, which is funny because they're adult fiction. Um, a lot of them just have like, just so much like sex thrown in them that I'm not really interested in that, you know? Um, I like, like immersive things, you know, we're talking Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, um... Tamora Pierce, you know, anything by her, you know, I also like, I enjoy series versus just like one-off books, you know, like I don't, I don't want to just read a book. I'm a speed reader. So one book is really like nothing to me. Um, so I want like a series. I want something I can really like dive into. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the, the modern day authors just don't really, um, they don't really draw me in. You know, like I'm, I'm all about like Hemingway and Faulkner and like a lot of the classics and stuff like that. But it, it like a lot of people just don't, they don't write like that anymore. Like they're not, they're not immersive like that. Um, anyway, um, I'm not, honestly, I'm not entirely sure how much, like I, I enjoyed the book. I read it. Um, I actually started this way back um in the winter honestly um and i didn't get into it i got like uh i don't know it was like 14 or 24 30 pages in and i just wasn't like feeling it and i was like uh i was like it was another one of those like oh i'm supposed to really like enjoy this but i'm not enjoying it um oh i'm sorry I skipped around a little bit. The way I got into this was um, a local doctor that it's a regular Blue Mountain um, posted that she had the series that she just finished it. It took her like 10 years to finish the series. And so she was like passing it on. Um, She's like, who wants it? And I was like, well, I want it. Like if you're giving away free books and it's supposed to be awesome. Like, you know, I had heard of the series before. um, Kate Pomeroy had told me about the books and the TV show. She liked both of them. So I was like, all right. I was like, I'll give it a shot. Um, it turned out that she only had the last four books. Um, so I bought the first one. Again, like she gave me the hardback ones that are very nice. Um, I just bought a paperback because I'm cheap and it's cheap. Um, I think it was like 
I don't know, eight or nine dollars. So I bought it. Um, I didn't get into it. And then I was like, you know what? I was like, uh, Nicole started talking about it. And she was like, you know, I watched the show and I'm reading the books now and it's really awesome. And the books are different from the show. And again, I didn't have any, uh, experience or exposure to any of them. So I was like, all right, you know, and then she, she, you know, but she was so excited about it. And she even said like, she's normally not like a, a big, like adult reader or anything like that. So I was like, all right, let's start over. And I had been trying to read it while I was on the elliptical. And again, it's a short, short, thick book or whatever, like the, the paperback version. So the, the font's really small. So, um, maybe um, that had something to do with to it. Yeah. Yeah. Them. Hard to read I while you're running. On elliptical. That's, a, that's just beyond me. Uh, that's what I mean. I can, I do that fine. Um, but yeah, maybe it, it was just like the, the font size or something that didn't, I was like, okay, so let's just, let's just sit and read it and really try to get into it. And so I did and I did, I, I got into it, you know, I read uh, the book in like a week. Um, There's a couple nights I stayed up really late, like reading. And then the last night, then I stayed up late and I just like finished the book or whatever. Um, I'm not, this, this is my take on it. I don't know if I'm going to finish the series, which is unfortunate, um, which is also why I'm not really pushing to get the second book right now. Um, as of right now, there's a lot of, I don't really know if, if, if romance is the right term or, cause it's, it's not like sex. It's not like, um, I haven't read Fifty Shades of Grey or anything, you know, like I don't, I don't really, I don't know, like I, I feel like I'm going to come across sounding like a total snob right now, but I, I don't really feel like that's, um, literature. Um, I'm all for, like, I, I don't, I don't think that there's anything wrong with, um, like visual or literature pornography. Like if that's what you're going for, then that's fine, you know, but like to, there's a difference between like erotic fiction and fiction, you know, um, I don't really get into erotic fiction because I'm looking like when I read, I want, I want a story. It's not really like a, like the erotic side that I'm interested in. Um, this book, it's not, it's not, it's definitely not erotic fiction. Like it's not, um, It's not incredibly descriptive. It's not, you know, like there, there are some, um, there's some sex scenes and there's some tension and there's, you know, like, you know, there's some romance in there and all of that. It's very, very borderline. As of right now, I don't know where the series is going to go because this is just book one. So I'm uncertain. It, it, in my mind, it could definitely take a dive more into the erotic fiction, which again, no judgment on. Like, if you're into that, that's great. You know, um, it, it, it all has its place, in my opinion. Like, you know, um, it's fun to read, you know, if you like you're, 
looking to like turn yourself on to to I don't know like banging out later or something you know like for me personally like then that's great you know but I'm looking more like if it's an eight book series like I'm thinking more that there's like like this is like a literature thing not just like a, a sex romp or whatever um which again like it's not it's not like and I don't want to do it like this uh, a disservice or anything like again it's not it's not there's no way that I would classify this as erotic fiction right now but for me like I like I got really into it because there was like this whole mystery aspect that was happening and like spies and stuff like that and I was like really getting into it on that level and then there was like a big just like you know romance section um and I don't know. I don't, I, I wasn't into that part of it. At the end, it came around as to like, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't, at this point, I don't know if I'm wasting my time on this series what's or not. So, what's it about? So, oh, I guess I, yeah, I guess that, <laughs> that is, that is a good thing. Um, so it's like this, um, what, it's like the, the 40s, it's like right after, um yeah 45 so it's right after um the world war and the wars are over and it's like this this um this lady the the protagonist or, or the main character i guess i can't call her protagonist at this point i'm not entirely sure just on book one but the main character is a female and it's like 1945 you know um she's just finally getting to spend this time with her husband they've been separated by the war for you know like like seven to nine years or something i don't know like under 10 years but still a really fucking long time um and uh, she's in uh, um the highlands and touches like these stones and is transported back to like the 1700s oh the bloody um, stone yeah so there's there's like there's like a time travel thing you know, and so it's like her like journey of trying to get back to her own time. You know, so it's like it's kind of like sci-fi. It's kind of not. It's kind of like there's some romance. It's kind of not. There's like some spy stuff. There's also like the you know she knows what's going to happen in history. Should she stop it? Should she not? How is she affecting it? You mm. know, all of this like these things. Um, one. I don't know. Okay, so if you're ever going to read this book, like, skip forward, like, a minute or two. Okay. Spoilers! <laughs> um, so one of the things is that, the, you know, she's married when she's in, um, you know, 1945. And when she is transported back into the 1700s, then um, she comes across her husband's ancestor who is not a good guy and as of where it left off or like where at least her husband's ancestors story left off is that he should have died later and because of some of her actions he died earlier so then it's like did she destroy like that whole thing you know so there's there's again there's like the the time travel you know 
uh, like flashpoint type thing going on there as well, you know. So there's 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 a lot there's a lot happening. Um, hashtag spoilers are over um, for all of you folks, but I don't I don't know. I'm concerned. I'm concerned that it's just going to wind up being like some sort of like historical romance type thing that's happening here, and not really as much of like the the spy and historical, like, a uh, time travel sci-fi type thing that I'm looking for. So th- I'm kind of concerned about that. Um, shit got real at the end, I'll tell you that. So um, I don't know. We'll see how all of that plays out. And it's interesting, too, because it's an eight. It, 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 there's eight books. They're all at least 800 pages into, like, thousands you know, like the, the 11, 1200 pages each. So that's awesome because they're, it's, they're long stories and they're spinoffs, you know, and at least like two quartets, I think, that come after this uh, based off the characters that come from this series. So that's nice for me because I do like continuing the story of all of the characters. But, um, but I don't know, like it's, uh, I'm concerned that I'm getting interested and in, into a story that's just going to wind up being like some sort of like, weird romancy type thing so um cool i hope it's not but i mean if it is like and y'all are into it like i mean you know like do it like some people are into just like you know romance stuff like i like again like i'm more i'm more interested in the spy like sci-fi time travel aspect of this um so we'll see how that but it but again i mean book one like you know, you got to hook people in, you know, and so you got to throw out a whole lot of stuff and 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 see what what it all comes about. So, I don't know. I'm excited to read the second book. Um and I'm also nervous because I feel like the second book is going to be like what determines my my thought process on all the other ones and this is the first like adult fiction book I've finished in I can't even remember, you know, so I, I, um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how that all plays out, but. I am sad to say I probably will not be joining you on this, uh, this literary adventure that doesn't really sound like it's up my alley. Um, No, I don't think that you'd be interested in it at all. So plenty of comics to get caught up on. Yeah. Like, unless, unless some things really change. Which I will tell you because there are so like some awesome like action sequences in it and like lots of like sweet like fighting stuff, you know, um, because it's like 1700s and people are just killing each other all over the place, you know. So I mean that like that's so fun, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but you know, as of right now, I don't think that you would be interested in ever reading the book. You might be interested in watching the TV show at some point, but at this point, I don't even think you'd be interested in that. So no, we'll see. Sound enticing to me? Yeah, but who knows? Um, cool. So I guess we'll revisit this when you finish book number two. Um, yeah. So. Moving on to the next thing, we have a very special guest joining us in the studio tonight. I was like going back through some of our our back episodes and um, you know just to kind of gear up for I think 
might be our next episode, the one we're going to, our annual, I guess is what I'll be calling it. Um, I realized, like, we said we're going to have this whole segment called Chicken Chat, and we've had it a few times, but it's always been just, uh, like, reactionary, if that's the best way of putting it. Um, she, uh, <laughs> she's on mic right now, I don't know if you can hear her yet. Uh, she's being very shy, um, <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, this will be our first uh, our first actual real chicken chat. What we had planned doing, uh, we've talked about derp plenty of times, and uh, yeah, we don't really need this one won't be a long one or anything like that. She's uh, <laughs> since everybody's kind of familiar with this scissor beaked wonder, then we'll make it nice and quick and everything. So, uh, let's see, let's, uh, I guess we'll start at the, uh, just the, the beginning, really. She happened across our lives from an old friend of Sammy's who had to, because they were moving, get rid of their chickens. We ended up getting four from them, uh, two Americanas, two Golden Comets. Wait, no, it was five, wasn't it? Um, three Golden Comets. Two Americanas. Oh yeah, so six then. Right. There's a uh, three golden comets and three Americanas. Three one Americanas. Of which was a rooster. Yeah. Yeah. So six. And they weren't moving. They were just uh, they were just downsizing their flock. Oh, I'm just wrong all around. That's okay though. Um, yeah, she uh, had a scissor beak. Most of the time, when people get scissor beak birds, they like chalk them up to a or chalk them as, as a loss because it's a recessive gene they don't want to pass it on to new birds that they're hatching out um but the benefit of the scissor beak is that they kind of have to address things with a little bit more of a problem solving attitude because it's as hard far to get as we know food into yeah. their face um this bird at least it does approach the world differently like in that aspect um she's a little more intelligent a little more adventurous than all the others and takes no shit from anybody <laughs> um but she's kind of our our farm mascot we actually had her on our um our wedding invitations and stuff like that she's adorable she's lovable she's extremely well adjusted with people and she's a true americana in the fact that like she has poofed cheeks and a beard although her beard is never present because most of the other because of her yeah because, away of, at it. <laughs> because of her scissor beak she gets uh food and her feathers and she can't clean herself so they just they just pack it right off but you can still see like we'll post some pictures of her she's got a decent one right now more of like a goatee at the moment <laughs> yeah she's she's rocking well, a goatee she's about to poop on me she is about to poop poop yeah boom poop that happens luckily but, i'm covered with a towel because i was prepared for that <laughs> unless these birds always kind of once you start waking them up they poop immediately which it is late and i got her off the fence where she always seems to roost instead of in the coop gotta move her back to her home pretty much every night so she doesn't get attacked by predators she's had quite a few close calls um but she's still kicking and still being awesome so, yeah, let's see if we can get her to make a couple little chick chick chooky noises. <laughs> she's being she's being shy. 
Oh. <laughs> Sammy knows how to do it. Yeah, Just you got to get back on, on there. Back. Yeah, you got to get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just think you're about to try to mount her like a rooster. There's dirt. Yep. Um, kind of feel like I was just sexually assaulting her. Dirt chickens not are really. weird. Sometimes when you <laughs> you touch them the right way, they just uh, squat. Yeah, down they and just present, yeah. <laughs> which is odd for the hens, you know. And yeah. derp is a derp is a special case because she um she's she's a hen. I mean, obviously she's a hen. She lays an egg. She's she's female. Um, but again, she's she's a very special bird. Um. She can go between either of the two flocks, like the no one messes with her. When the rooster tries to mate with her, sometimes she just clubs him with her her beak, which I know we've talked about that. She just whacks him. She's just like, nah, I'm not into it, you know? Um, she kind of created her own little side flock where she does her own thing. Um, before all that, she would just run off and hang out with, like, the wild turkeys and stuff. Like, she, she does, like, whatever the fuck she wants, which is why everyone loves Derp. Um, besides of her, like, absolutely insane appearance, um, she has, like, this, these crazy feathers that just, like, flip all around because, again, she can't groom properly with, um, <laughs> with her crooked beak. Um... And uh, the crooked beak, and she's also, she has a very proud tail, you know, so it's very, like, straight up and, and awesome. Um, but, yeah, um, other parts of Americanas, um, they have the steel gray, um, almost blue legs, which, again, she is a true Americana, so she has those. Um, they're... Feathers tend to vary depending on like what they, um, the, the dominant parts of their parents. She is a more traditional Americana in that she has like, a, she's, she's kind of like a red with, um, with black. Um, she has a pea comb, which is the smallest of all of the combs. Um, so. There's pea comb, a rose comb, and then the full, like, regular comb that most people think of when they think of, like, chickens. Um, the comb is the the top, like, on top of their beak and between their eyes. Waddles are the things that hang down under their chins, um, which Americanas don't don't have that or anything. Um, I mean, male Amer- Americanas do. They have, like, uh, like, small waddles and stuff amongst their beards. But, um, you know, she's very pretty. She has, um, you know, she still has some green paint and some blue paint on her from when we were painting the chicken coop because she's a curious bird. So she came up and she, like, hung out and, like, smeared herself on the paint. So she still has some paint on her feathers. Um, she's old, too. Like, that's the other part is she's she's at least six, if not, you know, eight or nine, actually. You know, so, I mean, we don't exactly know how old she is, but she still lays eggs. Um, she's a, she's a great bird. She's smart. She does whatever she wants. Um, she's pretty. Um, we really think that like her genetic defect has made her, um, 
as smart as she is. So she really has to try harder on everything from drinking and eating. And, you know, she spends more time at the, at the feed than all of the other birds and, and all of that. But, um, she also, she likes to respire herself. She, you know, sometimes she roosts with, with her little side flock that she's created. She also sometimes has like rooster qualities and kind of dominates that flock. But then she can go in with the other flock, you know, like she, she's her own little like bird. Like she doesn't really follow like the chicken rules, um, which again is why I think like most people love and, and care about dirt because um, she does what she wants. Yeah, she's the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's our first legitimate chicken chat. Um, and yeah, like I said, most people are very familiar with this bird and just decided to get her in the studio tonight. <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> that was just me just like putting my hands under both of her wings up towards her neck and kind of like waggling, just kind of like rubbing a little bit. I got her going, which, oh, again, she's barely doing it. I'm doing it right now. She's barely doing it. She's like, I got you. I know what yes, you're doing. <laughs> she's like, I know what you're doing. But she's a great little bird. Everyone loves her. Yep. Aren't you? You're a good bird. We have to. We do have to trim her her beak because, um, being cross beak, she can't keep up her beak maintenance like the other birds do. Um, we just, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast before. I think we just uh, use a, um, some nail clippers, and it's kind of like a like cat nails or dog nails. Like you see, like they have, or even your fingernails. Like there's a white part on her beak. We just trim it down mm-hmm. on the top and bottom. Um, when you do this, you know, um, always have some cornstarch available. Um, so if you cut into, um, it's not really the quick on a bird's beak, but, um, it's like a quick on a, like cat nails or dog nails or whatever. Like there's so many blood vessels in there. So if you have some cornstarch on hand, then you can kind of like dab it in there and, um, you know, help stop the bleeding a little bit or slow it down at least. Um, she's a great bird. Everyone loves her. Um, yeah, so that's it. Chicken chat. We have yeah. chatted about chickens. A singular chicken in particular. Yeah, and she's really cool too because she knows her name. Like I've had videos and stuff of, you know, like me saying derp and her, you know, coming. Like she knows she knows who she is. Like she's, she is a very smart, very beautiful fabulous bird and that's why you can't just like you know cull them out just because of a genetic defect um you know because we would have never had her because they would have just killed her off and now granted like there there are much more like worse um scissor beaks and and cross beaks and everything than what she has um but we really do believe that that's what made her as smart and as personable and her own little personality that she has is because of her defect. So, you know, um, you know, just, uh, give him a chance, I guess, you know, um, sometimes they require more work. You know, we don't have to charm any other chicken speaks, but derp is fabulous. And I, I, 
I honestly think like James and Danielle, the the people who gave her to us, like wish they would have kept her, you know, um, because she's she's just that special, you know. Um, she's an she's an amazing bird. Mm-hmm. So there you go, chicken chat. So before we get out of here, then uh, you have a quick shout out, and we got our obligatory plugs to do. Um, so what you got a uh, something about girls yes. rock Asheville? Um, yeah, I'm gonna pull up their flyer real quick. Um, oh, Snacker Jacks. So it's very rare that we have a podcast come out that um is actually in advance enough for us to to do a shout out. But um, if you are in the Asheville, Western North Carolina area, um, Saturday, June 22nd, 2019, at 2 p.m., the Salvage Station, um, Girls Rock Asheville is going to be having their showcase. So this is all original music, um, you know, the lyrics, the the actual, you know, the tunes, the music that goes with the lyrics, all of this is created by campers. So what they do is they have one week at the beginning of the week, they create bands and they spend the week um, um, creating songs together um, and music and, and creating this, the, you know, a song to perform for the showcase. So they, they write the music. They write the lyrics, and um, during all of this, most of them are also learning how to play the musical instruments as well, you know. So it's it's an amazing, amazing thing to see, amazing thing to be a part of. If you can't do any any of that, you know, at least go to the showcase and see, because, like, the, the lyrics and the what they come up with is every year is so powerful um, and really gives you just, like, a glimpse into what's happening in, you know, the lives of the, the people who are going to be creating our future, you know, and, um, being in charge of our future and everything. Like it's, 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 it's amazing. Um, but so this is the 2019 camper showcase again, the 22nd of June, um, 2019, it'll be at 2 PM at the salvage station Everything is going to be by these campers. There won't be, you know, like traditional bands. There won't be adult bands. This is all of all of the campers work. Everything that they've worked this entire week, this coming week, you know, I think uh, it starts tomorrow, the camp. So starting tomorrow, this is when these um, girls and, um, you know, uh, folks who identify as female and non-binary and all of that, you know, the, these people are going to come together and create these bands, write the music, write the lyrics, perform it a week from, you know, last this past Saturday. So the 22nd um, suggested donation is five to fifteen dollars. Um, but, you know, no one is going to be turned away because of lack of funds. Um, that's one of the amazing things about Girls Rock Asheville is they, um, you know, they they are all about including everyone. So if you want to show up and you and support them and you don't have any money, then you can still show up and support them, you know, and your money will be your wonderful love for them and all of that. Um, anything that you do and you are able to 
um, you know, send towards your ticket price or for merchandise or anything else, you know, is going to go right back into the camp. Um, it, it covers the cost. The majority of these um, girls and um, female identifying and non-binary folks, like they, you know, the majority of them are getting scholarships to this camp and everything. So you are you're creating this wonderful environment for them. Um, a safe space. It's not all about the music. They also do, um, you know, self-defense workshops and, um, you know, political, um, not, not any sort of like be like this or anything like that, but just like, you know, how do you want to, what type of world do you want to live in? Like how, how are we going to make that world possible? And like, how can you, be a positive influence on your world um they teach you know um there's been magazine workshops and um how you see yourself in media you know which that i said it on one of those um i was doing some photography on the first year and that was that alone just like just being present for for that, like, watching these, these, you know, like, they're kids, like, watching these kids, like, look at all these advertising and, like, what they're already, like, like, recognizing how they are being swayed by advertising and social media and peer pressure and all this kind of stuff, you know, like, watch, watching all of that, like, just come come out and, like, them talking about it and, and everything that they're already, like, dealing with the, the, it's it's an amazing experience and and all of it you know is is it's just fabulous um i can read you real quick cuz i pulled it up um just kind of like their their mission and vision um girls rock asheville is a nonprofit camp dedicated to empowering girls trans youth and gender non-binary youth of all backgrounds and abilities through music education with camp, we create an affirming and supportive space to encourage participants to express themselves through performance, positive identity development, and, uh, musical experimentation, peer collaboration, and uh, do-it-yourself production. We envision a society where people of all genders encourage and value each other, feel confident in their bodies and environments, know the power of using their voices, can express themselves with creative freedom, are encouraged to do and, or, I'm sorry, are encouraged to be and do whatever they want, have positive role models and mentors of all genders, can creatively collaborate and help each other achieve their dreams, empower each other to rock. So, it's really awesome. Check it out. Girlsrockashville.org is their um, website. Um, salvage station June 22nd is when you should go. Um, and the cool thing about girls rock too, is that it's not, um, it's not just Asheville. They have them all over the world, you know, U S and overseas, all of that. Um, each camp is slightly different because each camp is kind of like on their, they, they, they follow like the guidelines of girls rock, but they give their own little flair into it, you know? So, Girls Rock, I don't know, 
Amsterdam is probably different than Girls Rock Asheville, you know, so check them all out. And um, wherever you are, there's probably one near you. And if there's not, you know, start it up. Um, this one was started by our wonderful friend Erin. Um, she went out and um, volunteered at the original Girls Rock in, I want to say Washington. It might be Seattle. I don't know. I want to say Washington. I could be mistaken on that. But she volunteered at the original one, and it was just, like, life-changing for her that, like, after she was done being a counselor there, she was like, I have to bring this to Asheville. And she did, you know, and here we are. So um, check all of that out, and that is my plug for for now. So there you go. Girls Rock Asheville. Woo woo. Cool. Um guess for us, uh, we'll do our little thingamajig before we get out of here. Check out uh, paintforkfarm.com for all of the blog and other stuff that we do. Um, paintforkfarm on Instagram. Uh, the Amazing Strider Man on Instagram. And I'm working on making an Instagram for uh, for this podcast in particular. We'll see how that pans out. Um, and the YouTube channel. And the Paint YouTube work. channel. Paintfork Farm. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. But I guess that's it for us this evening. Uh, hope everyone out there has a safe and fun time. Bye. Bye.